as some of you may be familiar with, Andrew Tate is making his rounds all across the internet. He says that he's taken over TikTok. I don't have TikTok. We're not on TikTok. But apparently there's a lot of TikTok viral clips of Andrew Tate everywhere. He's all over the YouTube shorts. There's all type of people making all types of Instagram motivational reels about him. And then there's some people that are making disparaging vlogs about him. Who exactly is Andrew Tate? Why are so many people talking about him? What does he contribute to men, the manosphere, guys, commentators? So we're going to talk about the rise of Andrew Tate, what we think of him, some of his philosophies, and that is going to lead us into some conversations about other aspects of life stemming from things that he's said, some some specific quotes from the man himself. And we implore you to look up Andrew Tate for yourself. And as you listen to this podcast or after or before, whatever the case, drop a comment. Tell us what you think about Andrew Tate. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging With Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, you could give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, you could go to our website, buy some merchandise. The merch is amazing. And if you know somebody that is interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Special thank you to everybody that has been listening. This summer's numbers are pretty great. I thought that like they would be this good going into the end of the year because of midterms, but like the, the summer's numbers have been very, very solid. So we thank you guys for that very much. Um, and that's really without... I mean, we did do some additional content yeah. at the beginning of the summer. We we still have some other stuff coming. But... Um, this is real grassroots here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it 100% is, which is good. You know, yeah. it seems like, like we have a, a loyal, dedicated fan base. Um, and, you know, that means a lot and means a lot to us. And we're glad you guys are enjoying the content and listening and the numbers are reflecting it so so that's pretty awesome um and you know more to come obviously um which is wild because before we get into andrew tate i did want to just say something i know like we weren't going to do a whole episode about it but it just came to mind because i when i mentioned like you know towards the end of the year midterms and we're going to be talking more about politics and stuff like that uh, I did you see that poll, that recent poll of, um, how bad Liz Cheney is trailing? Oh no! 
like <laughs> like like by 21 points or something like in the primary this is the primary numbers she's trolling by like 21 points this is which is wild um i feel like the whole world not the whole world but anybody in the world of american politics is looking at that particular primary because doesn't that particular primary encapsulate so much think about it she's a republican but an establishment rhino anti-trump republican that's her that's who she is she's rocking with adam kinzinger same thing establishment rhino anti-trump republican they're on the january 6th committee because it's bipartisan she's kind of like the star of it she yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would agree 100 percent with that that she is the star of it Midterm year, being associated with the left, really, because of the whole January 6th thing, the left doing a horrible job. Biden's numbers are awful. Uh, I think it's right now 80% of, the, of, of, of people that are taking the poll believe that the, the country is going in the wrong direction. So you have all of that going on. But she's still a Republican, technically. Her challenger, very pro-Trump Republican, is leading. So I feel like that primary encapsulates everything so well because it's like it's not just about replacing Democrats with Republican. It's the type of Republicans you're replacing Democrats with. Yeah. And the fact that the voter base of the Republicans are being are differentiating it and, and like differentiating it in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like that particular primary encapsulates so much. And I can't be the only one thinking that. I feel like pollsters, I feel like campaign managers, I feel like they're all looking at that. And once that primary goes down, I feel like they know exactly how to move forward. That, yeah, that's literally... Actually, you made the best uh, observation of it because it's literally the climax of the shift. And I think, like, if you start looking at the Hunter Biden situation... Which we covered yeah, last week. Yeah. That can spell a lot of problems for Joe Biden impeachment being one of them possibly and we'd be like well what are the chances but I think the the Liz Cheney thing is like that that climax that like oh shit after this everything unfolds yeah cause it's like you know I, I, I feel like for instance like a Glenn Youngkin for instance he won in Virginia obviously you know people he feels like people Parents are not fucking with, you know, the whole critical race theory. A lot of things that were going on in Virginia. But he was still somewhat removed from Trump, right? Yes. Because Virginia has been a blue state. Wyoming, where Liz Cheney is from, that is a red state. But now it's not only is the blue shifting to the red is the red shifting even redder? And if that's the case, if we see with Youngkin that the blue is shifting red, and then if we see with Cheney getting getting unseated, 
that the that the red is shifting redder yeah well then the the red wave that's coming is going to be a very red wave yeah and so you have to start looking at it how is how is that going to spell issues for the left going forward into this presidency i think and into the senate the the house uh, we already know where the Supreme Court stands with certain things, so it's like, oh man, this not is not looking bad, or or it's looking real bad for them. Yeah. Um, because it's like, well, this stuff could get real serious. Perhaps that's why you've seen a lot of quiet when it comes to certain news, like because you know that they're actually considering having a uh, federal uh, charges put on Hunter for interstate. Uh, I think uh, some with prostitution. Interesting. I pay, so I was like, this a lot of this stuff. I'm like looking at it, a lot of those leaks. It's like pretty bad stuff, and you don't really hear Republicans talking about it. But I think what it is is like, uh, we'll wait. It's not time to talk yeah. about it. It's like, all right, well, let's see what's going on. Yeah. We've, thanks to Big Joe Manchin, we've been able to to fend off this agenda. Yeah. By and large. We have not been able to fend off the awful economy. Yeah. That part, no. But 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 a lot of the other stuff. But the economy. Well, I mean, I'd like, I I like to believe. I still believe that you can it can recover. You yeah. know what I'm saying. But the other stuff has been kept at bay. Now, something interesting because you brought up Hunter Biden. Did you hear? You know that that MAGA rapper Bryson Gray. Yes. So I don't know if you heard, he put out a song about the Hunter Biden iCloud uh, hack. Yeah. Did you hear that song? No, I didn't, haven't heard it, no. Songs are right. Like, he he's a decent lyricist. Like, it's not something that I find would have, like, a lot of replay value in, in, in for my particular taste. But whatever. Like, it, I don't hate it. It's better than, like, a lot of, like, shit that's out there. But what's interesting is... And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I've never heard this spin on Hunter Biden before. I wanted to know what you thought about it. In that song, he poses the question, if Hunter Biden doing what he's doing, like, again, taking the videos of himself, naked, the drugs, the prostitutes, everything like that. Because remember last week, you and I, we were very befuddled, if you will, about why does Hunter Biden do this? Like, like we get it, you're a drug addict or you're whatever the case and you're into prostitutes or whatever. But the idea that, like, you record yourself, why? Yeah. And so Bryson Gray, in his song, he presents the question that Hunter Biden or the thought that Hunter Biden does it to be able to blackmail his father. Because how bad does it look on his father? Like... Low, look oh, at like I'm shit. I'm I'm all fucked up. If I let this get out there, like like how does it make you look? I need you to do this. Like, get me in Burisma type shit. Yeah, you know I right like yeah. I, I never thought about that before. But the idea that from a rap song it it made me think about that. Like yeah, because not even as great as Tucker is, I've never even heard him take that approach to it because it does really beg to question. Why are you filming yourself doing all of this yeah. stuff? Like I we get it that you're doing it, but the idea that you you're taking the added step to film yourself doing it, why? Yeah. 
And not to mention, well, who, like, who are you sending it to? Like, who is this for? Or is it for, hey, I need this money, or the news gets this, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Just a thought, you know? Yeah, that, that, that I never even thought about that. But, yeah, it could be. Because, I mean, that, that would be obviously the natural course of things, right? A dad would want to protect his son. If the son does something to make it where well, he's a huge or he liability. Or he to protect himself, his career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah both things. Yeah, so you'd, you'd obviously would like, well, I don't want my son's stuff to be out there, but also I have to protect my... And now, now if I fuck up the whole Obama situation... Exactly, because we got to put into context that these videos and pictures, they were from when Biden was the vice president. They're yeah. not... They they're not from him being president. Nope. They're from hun they're from when he's vice president. So your dad is the vice president. He could pull all type of strings. So yeah. hey, I want this. I want to be on the board of that. I want to be somewhere where I'm making so much money a month. All of this. Because Hunter Biden is like a wildly unqualified guy to be on the board of yeah. uh, energy company. Yeah. I mean, besides it like really being that he's wildly <laughs> unqualified, but he's also a crack. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if you think about it, like, at this point, it's like, well, we're giving a crackhead this yeah. job. Like, can you please, uh, this is my friend, he's a crackhead, he needs his job to right. support his crack habit. Right, and this is not it's a job bad, like yeah. like washing windows or cleaning yeah. tires. This is a job where, like, you're, it's like, like you're like, like at be, Apple. Yeah, like, like, we would be viewed as, we would be viewed as wildly unqualified to run a certain company due to like the background that right. we might have. So what the fuck does that make him? Exactly. You know? Like so so you need like some years of experience, some this is and even then it's like, will you get the job? And this is like, oh well, hey, I just happen to be the son of somebody who is a big person in politics and uh just look past the fact that I'm a crack. Yeah. Addict. <laughs> so crazy. I don't know. It's just interesting. If but if you listen to the song, you'll hear the line where he. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, that, that, that's kind of an interesting take on it, and one that like would kind of explain why he has a lot of those videos. Yeah. Those weird, because like some of them even have like some type of like artistry to them. Like the one where he's just sitting there in in the green. Like you really had to get a green hue to the video like i was like what why <laughs> why did you see that one nah he's like smoking crack but like it's like a greenish hue it looks like 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 a movie it looks like a movie <laughs> like of a guy who's having drug problems like if i'm gonna blackmail if i'm gonna blackmail my vice president dad i want it to be cinematic <laughs> yeah i was like what the fuck like it looked like part of like a music video or something like it was crazy i was like uh, that this is this is awful, wild, awfully weird. But whatever. Cause imagine, imagine the idea of like your this your son being on that right, <laughs> and then you being in you know the vice president. Obviously, you guys holding the office, you're vulnerable to to certain things. Yeah, I would imagine you would do anything in your power for that to not get out. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. I gotta show you that part. I, yeah, I wish you would have had seen that because you'd be like, what "The fuck!" But yeah, it, it's it's bad. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It. I feel like 
there's shit that's not being shared that we're going to start seeing or shit that, that's behind the scenes, like investigations that, that are going to happen after November. Interesting. I, In my opinion, like, because that's just too close to home. Let's ask the president of the United States and the kid and, and yeah. a lot of shit there. And then now they have a lot of conversations between Hunter and Joe Biden. So it's like... You really think that if people hacked this iCloud shit and, and did all that, they don't have other stuff that they'll leak afterwards? Or, I don't know. It's It puts you kind of in a, in a bad situation uh, as a politician because it's like, well, what the fuck do they have, yeah. you know? And and then it doesn't look bad because now you're you're compromising the United States Yeah, when it comes to shit like this. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, going into the main topic of the episode uh that was sort of uh something sidebar that that sort of just came to mind andrew tate we've i feel like we we played a clip from him in a past episode yeah we we never really got into the background but i imagine a lot more people know about him now so For people that don't know, uh, Andrew Tate, he's he lives in Romania. I think he was born in the United States, but was raised in London. He was he's a four time kickboxing world champion, all of that stuff. But he started to become famous and viral. It seems like after the death of Kevin Samuels, it seems like that void that. Kevin Samuels left in his passing eventually was going to be filled by someone. I don't think anybody expected Andrew Tate. Now, somebody that we mention on this show from time to time, Sandman on YouTube, he mentions Andrew Tate. And Sandman has actually been talking about Andrew Tate for some time now. Yeah. Like way before Andrew Tate has gone viral and stuff like that. So I like think that way, I, way before. Way, way before. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Sandman has seen the potential of Andrew Tate. Uh he was for, the Obi Wan Kenobi of this shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um you know, long before but what's interesting is Andrew Tate, for as many people that seem like they rock with him, they're starting to become a lot of people that don't rock with him because of the controversial things that that yeah. he says. Like, for instance, I th- if I'm not mistaken, one of the clips that I played on the show before was one where he talks about the uh, as a father, how you need to kind of be out there like making moves. You really don't need to be at home that much yeah. with the kids, especially when they're so young, you know, yeah. because as they get older, they need, you know, a strong masculine figure to look up to somebody that's accomplished. And what's funny about that way before that clip came out, I remember me, you and one of our other friends, no, it was maybe it was maybe four of us. I remember telling one of our friends that same thing because he was about to have a kid, or he did have a kid, and I noticed that he was at home a lot, um, helping the wife or whatever. Nothing inherently wrong with that, but I remember telling him, I was like, man, you know, right now would be a good time for you to consider maybe getting a part time job or doing something more because, to be quite honest, like. 
you're not as needed right now as you will be yes. later on. Yeah. Like your job as a father is going to start like when the kid starts talking and wanting and getting curious about the world. That's when you need to be like a like not only a physical specimen, but like so smart and full of knowledge. Because honestly, that's how I remember my dad. Like when like as as like me being little, I remember my dad like. I mean, I still look at him like a superhero, but I remember at that age it being like, whoa, like this dude is like awesome. Like, yeah, whoa, yeah. like I don't remember my dad being like at home on the couch watching TV. Yeah. It, my dad was always doing like high energy stuff, yeah. like stuff that like, honestly, at that age, I was like, man, I could never do that. Like, yeah. I don't think I could never. Oh, man, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> man, how does, he, how does he do it? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember telling my friend that I'm like, you need to be that for your son. Like, you're going to have to be that. And like, I, you know, so that means you're going to have to have a strong network of friends, uh, 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 something to show your son for like the work that you've done, you know, yeah. something to show your, your accomplishments, all of that stuff. That friend didn't heed that advice, but I remember us having that conversation <laughs> with him. And that was years ago. And I remember this year when I played that clip on the show, I was like, wow, like it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody say the same thing. And what's wild is, and that's probably the first question that I want to pose to you about in regards to Andrew Tate is I saw that I was like, wow, how refreshing that somebody else is seeing things the same way. And Yet, there were so many people, because I actually posted that on, on social media, and it was a mixed bag of reactions. There were some people that rocked with it, and there were some people that were repulsed by it or found it unrealistic or whatever yeah. have you. What is it about some people that look at that and view it how I view it? Like, wow, that's a refreshing thing to say, the idea of, your kid is young. You have he has a mother. The mother's taking care of him. You don't need to be at home changing diapers, being with the kid and the mom being a second mom. You should be out there making your way in the world, seeing that as refreshing versus a person that sees that as like repulsive. What do you think differentiates those two people? Like how how can people see here see and hear that very thing but come up with two wildly different conclusions cultural conditioning i think i think um that has to do a lot with how we view things because we're in the 21st century we are accustomed to seeing men help out like we've never not known that like maybe not our own dads or whatever but like it's just been part of society yeah like oh uh, you know uh, this is what 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 you do but well okay but when you say help out cuz i think like w what he's advocating for in my opinion i think that's the ultimate helping out yes because like like no, no, women I mean, think yeah. women think that oh you being here next to me watching Netflix changing diapers is helping out. Yeah. But no, how I'm helping out is I'm creating a boy that's going to be such so strong as a man. Yeah. That eventually you're going to be able to rely on him. Yes. So 
if anything, I'm helping. I'm doing the 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 ultimate version of no. helping. So like, when you say helping out, what exactly I, do you mean? What, what I mean by helping out is the way that women today and 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 men today. Uh, look at us helping out, which is like, oh, can you t- take care of the kid? Can you change his diaper? Can you be home? Can you like basically participate? Mom. Yeah, participate in 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 doing these things with me. And while I don't say don't do it, like don't once in a while help out. Where are the priorities here? And like you said, what works out best? If the woman just had a baby and she's home and she's not working. What should you be doing? You should probably be out there getting resources, doing your best to prepare for the financial burden that it is to have a child. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if anything, that is how sh- stuff should work out. Because, I mean, wh- what are you going to do? <laughs> you brought a baby to this world. Your finances are now different because now you have someone who's going to be eating food extra not 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 your wife but another extra human mouth that needs food that needs shelter that needs all this stuff clothes diapers socks just and then there's going to keep growing so you're going to have to keep buying the same shit over and 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 over again should you be home fucking doing this shit or should you go fucking get another job or work overtime or like what what's going to happen here so um, I don't know, and then and then another thing too is like, if the mom is working right after a while, she starts working again. Who's gonna pay for the childcare? It's all just a financial a financial hole that you that, that 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 comes with having a child. Which listen, that's just the truth of it. Like it's yeah. a financial burden. Hundred percent. If you want your family, that's fine. I think having a family is a beautiful thing and and is a, an enjoyable thing. But let's not like act like the elephant in the room ain't in in the fucking room which is this child is a lot of money yeah so what should the man do you know and so um i don't see anything wrong with that i don't see anything wrong with that because it's not even in our nature to be like as um nurturing as a woman no you know and he says that he's he's said that before and that's another thing that was uh, a point of contention between him and a lot of people is the fact that he pointed that out. Yeah. I believe I believe in even as a parent like okay, I understand like if I tell you hey don't run, don't run around. Like if I was a if I was a dad, I am not a dad, but if I was a dad and I tell my child don't run, you're going to fall, you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to do something. And he does it, and I say, I told you not to run, not to, you're going to fall. And if you come up to me, and you're like, I just hurt myself, and I'm crying, I'm going to remind you what I told you, and why I don't feel that bad for you. Obviously, I'm not going to be mean to you as a child, you're my child, but I'm going to, like, kind of give you a little bit of tough love. Is that bad of me? Or is that me kind of, like, preparing you for the world that is, which exactly. is a cold fucking place? Listen... This, this is what it is now. You're just running around hurting yourself. You're going to get to the point where you're going to start doing fucked up shit as an adolescence. And no, you don't get to go home. You go to jail. Or you get arrested. Or you get hurt real bad. So you ought to learn the hard way now. 
before it, it really does make a difference in your life. Exactly. And so, yeah, you might look at that as a wow, Rx Phonics, you're an asshole. No, I'm 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 trying to really prepare this little motherfucker for the real world, and that's what it is. This is what the real world is. No one gives a fuck about you, as Chris Rock famously said in in his stand up. And you better get to fucking realizing that very fast. And so, yes, you're not going to be heartless with your child, but you're going to have to kind of be an asshole a little bit. That's not really in the nature of women. Sometimes women will kind of carry the baby, oh, you're fine. And perhaps that's a good thing. That's a good yin to the yang, yeah. right? But that there is definitely reasons why women are women, men are men, and how the, that dynamic creates kind of a, a, a good balance for a human being. Which is interesting, and it brings me to something else controversial. He said more recently on a, a podcast with Dave Portnoy and some of Dave Portnoy's people, which I was surprised Dave Portnoy, he came off as a little bit of a... He came off as a little bit of a soy boy, in my opinion, in, in that particular podcast. Uh because Andrew Tate essentially said what you just said. There are gender roles. There are certain situations that men are better, certain situations that women are better. And he didn't find anything wrong with that. They took offense to certain things. Like, for instance, Dave Poitner said that he agreed with the notion that, for instance, in a fight, more than likely a man is going to win, generally speaking, in a fight. But in the instance of, like, a pilot, he gave that example. Uh, 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 Andrew Tate gave that example of, like, if a pilot is flying in the eye of a hurricane, there's a 50% chance of the plane crashing. Who would you choose if you don't know anything about the pilot, a man or a woman? And Andrew Tate said, oh, well, I... I would choose a man and Dave Porter is like, oh, it would depend. It would depend. Right. But the question is if you didn't know anything about them. So it wouldn't depend. It's just man or woman. It would depend. It would depend. You know, certain things like that. I feel like when you bring up a more specific scenario like that, there's guys that are a lot more hesitant to be like, no, you know what? I would trust a man in that circumstance, yeah. the, the circumstance to be calm more than a woman. Andrew Tate is willing to express that, then he gets called sexist. Another yeah. thing that he said recently, and they questioned him about it, is <laughs> he said that he feels like he would be entitled, and I, this is what what I re- want to ask you and think what, ask you what you think he means by this, where you think he's taking it, and like what do you think the philosophy is behind this? So he he's been said before he was asked a question before like if he had a a a, a girl that wanted to do only fans would that be okay and he said yeah it would be okay if if i get a stake like if i get a stake yeah. in in what she makes <laughs> and the girl that asked him that she was obviously very repulsed by that answer because women our body our autonomy everything like that which yeah that's fine i have what i want to say about it but i want to know what what do you think about that particular question being asked to him and his answer um i think that i totally understand where he's coming from 
you want me to be exclusively for you. Oh, you have to do this. You have to talk my love language. You have to make me happy this way, that way. Oh, you got to do this. What is that love language? I, I see it online. Yeah. I like I And I only ask because you brought yeah. it up right now. What the fuck is that? like? Well, uh, I first got introduced to that by Lisa G. Lisa G, what up? It was a book. And I, and I get certain parts of it, but before... I just want to kind of give paint the picture, and then I'll kind of go oh, back okay. to it. Okay, because yeah, but like, so you want this, you want that. Oh, you got to bring me flowers. You got to do this. You got to do that. All right, cool. So you're my girl, right? All right, I'm gonna start my OnlyFans. I don't, I don't think you should. I, I don't really want to share you. No, but I, you know, I wanna, I wanna do it. Okay, cool. Well, since I'm your, since you're my girl, well then, what are you gonna? Is this my problem? Because now I have to share you. I don't want to share you, but you want to. Sh- All right, so give me some of the money, and then we're cool. What's wrong with that? Because at that point, Andrew Tate, a multimillionaire, like, and and now this is where shit gets real wild. Because now you start using the shit against the woman. You wanted a tall, athletic man who makes all this money and do this, charismatic, hardworking provider. Now when he says, "Well, just give me a steak," oh, now it's a problem. All right, replaced. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. And there's nothing you can do to stop him. Because next week he'll be with a supermodel who will agree to that. Yeah. So or not oh well. or not want to do OnlyFans to begin with. Yes. Oh well. Right. So now back to the love language shit. Or do you wanna Well, what yeah. I was gonna say is that my my sentiment on the whole OnlyFans thing is like, well, first off, the fact that you want to do that, there's you've already capped the level of seriousness that I could ever have for you. Yes. So to me, there's that level. So yeah. to me, yeah, naturally, I'm gonna look at it like a business transaction. Is like, yes. all right? Well, if we're still gonna be together, you. Yeah. So you still you want to uh, let me illustrate. You want to do OnlyFans, but you want to be in this relationship with me. That would not fly in the first place. In a right. serious relationship. Or if it, or right in a serious relationship, for, but uh, if it flies in a relationship. Well, then I'm looking at it like a business transaction because do I still have to do, like, the stuff that I would have to do as a boyfriend? Like, if we're out and, like, some guy harasses you, I still got to beat his ass, right? Or or am I free from that? Like, yeah. because if I still got to do, like, what my duties would normally be as a guy, but you're going to do this, then, yeah, I would feel like this is now a business transaction and I would want a stake in it. Or, c'est la vie, because... I don't want a OnlyFans girl to begin with. Yeah. But if you're going to go that route, well, then I want some scratch off yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's what's so funny to me is all the women that that have commented on him making that statement of him wanting a stake in it. Yeah. They have a problem with him wanting a stake in it, but yet you don't have, you don't see any issue with her wanting to do that shit in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little hypocritical to me. And then you don't, if you don't find it hypocritical, furthermore, you don't say, you don't absolve him of any of his responsibilities as a boyfriend. So what you're saying is, I, I, I you want to do OnlyFans, but at no point are you saying, but because I'm doing OnlyFans, I absolve you of... I don't have to be your only girl. Like you could see other women. Exactly. Or I absolve you of if we're out there and some guy gets frisky with me, you don't gotta beat his ass because I understand. Like you don't absolve him of any of his responsibilities, but yet you want them 
to allow that. So yeah, I understand why you a person would naturally look at that like, all right, well, this is some sort of a business transaction. Yeah, yeah. And so you can't be again, you can't be mad when the guy can choose if he wants to be there or not. So then if he says, Oh, well, this is what you want, this is what I want. You're staying or no? All right, cool. So it's like it's it's an agreement, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so that love language shit was Oh yeah. That? So I can understand because anytime you think about something, you start thinking about it like in, in, you start segmenting like, okay, who am I as a person? And I remember Lisa G had, had uh, shared this book. It was like, I don't know who wrote it. I remember it was a book. So, so I, I, I didn't read book all of, of it. Witchcraft. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> witchcraft. So uh, it made me understand certain things that I did not like process like that. So there's, I guess, five different love languages. Is um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay, one is uh, acts of service. Another one is like something with like gifts, like buying, like like buying gifts, uh-huh. something like that. So someone's acts of service, buying gifts, uh, quality time, um, words of affirmation, and I don't know the fifth. Physical touch. Physical touch. So my mom, she buys me shit a lot. And I don't I never perceive that as like she loves me. It's just like why are you buying me? Like in my mind, I'm like, why are you buying me shit? <laughs> 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 like I'm an, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown ass like why are you buying me shirts? Like, what the fuck is this? But maybe her the way she expresses that, oh, I thought about you, I, I bought you this shirt. So hers is gift giving. Gotcha. So, so when I read that shit, I understood. Like, I was like, "Oh, that's what my mom's been doing." Like, she's been trying to tell me she feels like this about. And, I see. And I don't process it this way because, like, I don't. Why do I give a fuck about a fucking? I, I could have bought the book bag, mom. Yeah. I could have bought. I could have bought three of those book bags, but to her, it's special because she thought, "Oh, you like the Bulls, and I bought you a Bulls shirt." I see. And like, I thought, I thought of you. This is a way. Some people might be like, hey, uh, you might be like kissing up on them, being physical. It's like, what are you doing? Like, uh, this is not really, why are you kissing me? Like, I, I want you to acts of service. I'd like for you to make me coffee in the morning or take me to this place or that place. Garcon. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Garcon so, means boy. <laughs> <laughs> great ass shit. So to me, it's like those, those things in that way as a tool to try and understand people kind of like when you when I first worked at Best Buy I didn't know how to sell shit but then when they started breaking it down oh these are the empty nesters there's the college kids these are the these are the families this is what the fuck is what they prioritize how they think how they are what's important to them you start segmenting how you sell to people certain demographics how do you sell to them I, I can tell you that like it was almost like the easiest shit ever to sell protection plans to college kids because even though it was a little it was just a little bit more but because i would always be like oh man you're gonna get drunk man you, that shit falls in the toilet you break it you drop it just bring it in you get a new one yeah bro yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> so it's like you so so in a way it does become a tool to kind of understand but to me it's like there's the extent of like well it kind of becomes unrealistic as well like, I could see where people start taking that shit to a next level. Like, I got this is my love language. This is the only way. No, it's like, it's part of understanding that. That's the, what I was going to say is like, what if, like, somebody has a love language, but the other person, like, they're, 
how they operate is different. Yeah, is that gonna? It's either communicated, and then the other person's like, "All right, cool. This is not really how I express it." But if that is something that you like, I can try to attempt to do that. Say, like my love language is waking up rock hard in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to suck my shit. Like, I feel love that way. <laughs> that's the only way I feel love. Yeah, but like, yeah, but that would be under physical touch. <laughs> Like you need to like uh, when I get on rock or acts of service. <laughs> yeah, like that shit is is, is is it's crazy. But like acts of service, like I do like I think for me it probably would be acts of service. Like to get like I can you make me coffee? Can you do this? This makes me feel like you realize I'm busy and that you give a fuck that I'm busy. Um. I could see, like, for me, I'm more, I'm a physical person. So to give, I probably would be like physical touch. But to someone that physicality ain't. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I don't do physical, like, I'm not, like, overly, like, um, and I like physical too. But, but, like, I guess what I'm saying is, it might, someone might see it's like, what the fuck? Why is he all on? Or no, it's just I'm physical, naturally. It's not like I'm forcing it or anything like that. Yeah. It's just if I have my woman, like, I, I like to grab that ass. I like to grow up you. I like to kiss you. I like to kiss, like, I like to show that I give a fuck physically. Like, that's my woman. Like, I like to do all that. So that's naturally comes to me, like, especially being the guy. I think yeah. the guys were, were more like that, but everyone's different. So I could see, I could see. How people could look at that and be like, okay, to understand somebody, this is this is how it works. But still, women kind of like lean on that shit way too much, in my opinion. Like sometimes they don't understand. Like it's all it, it goes into the the emotional side of things, and it's like not everything is by emotion. Not everything do we. Not everybody's perfect, and I'm not saying that people are expecting a perfect person. But I feel sometimes women they they'll jump into like the, what about a guy that's like making moves to like try to make sure that their future is good? What the fuck love language is that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, maybe the mother ain't doing any of that stuff, but you don't gotta worry about nothing. Yeah. Your kids won't have to worry about nothing. What, what love language is that? The Elon Musk? <laughs> like, <laughs> the Elon Musk love like, language. Like what like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's also that, like, I, I think sometimes, like, especially now, which is when you see how awful the economy is, is like, is an act of service going to get you on the bus? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, or is this motherfucker that's like busting his ass working overtime? Yeah. Is like that more of a display of love? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, that to me, that's where I was like, women lean on that too much. Like, listen, I understand, like. Because there has to be a certain level of intimate relationship. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying be like a, a yeah. cold robot, but at the same time, like, you know, like, again, like the, which was one, gift giving or some shit? Yeah, like that? that's so, a weird one to so me. So, like, what if the chick, her act of services or her act or her love language is gift giving, but the economy's bad? 
Like, yeah. what, so does do not love you because Biden's in office? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, it's like, like, we were in love, but Biden got in office and we got divorced because yeah. this motherfucker couldn't buy me gifts. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah that, that to me, that's where like you have to really like understand the reality of it. Actually, it's funny because I remember watching an interview and this makes sense. This makes a lot of sense for a business dude like, like Elon Musk. He, one of the most important things for wh- whenever he's with a woman is like whenever we're out together like we're spent like we're not really on like we're really like out together there's no so if, I think for him it probably would be like personal time or whatever personal uh like sp- <coughs> spending time but like real time quality time because my time is already taken by Tesla by um, SpaceX, SpaceX. Uh, so like we're gonna spend time let's spend time because like the little hour that i have or the two hours i want that shit to count because i gotta go back to fucking conquering earth <laughs> or or space so like to me the most important thing and i, I found that interesting because i was like damn so this motherfucker like the little two hours that he might have he really wants to hone in on like well let's do family shit yeah. because like i don't want any interruptions because after these two hours I'm taking phone calls from this CEO, that person. All right, Kanye's talking about this. All right, well, the engineers for the SpaceX shit. Oh, I got to go to this board meeting. So I don't really have time for anything else than right now. So let's spend it together. And so, so to me, it's a, it's a good it's a good measuring stick, but it's not a realistic to just it's it's not a realistic scope to look at life like that either. You know, like yeah. just love languages. Well, no, life happens and shit. Like you said, what happens to give giving when when the chips are down? Yeah, motherfucker, don't love you no more. What's up? Exactly. So so it, it is it is a kind of a a wild notion to just live your life. I wonder if way. Andrew Tate believes in love languages. All right, <laughs> yeah, that would be actually. <laughs> I feel like he would treat the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like the book but I think that he would see that's the thing too like he gets mischaracterized at times because of the way he explained something because there was a video that you showed me of a girl criticizing him about books yeah and I'm willing to bet you any money that this motherfucker's actually sat down and read quite a few books but I think the point of his comment about books was not about books it was about productivity yeah and so he comes so Andrew Tate as a persona, as a persona, as a person who's trying to say things as a as a as a as a thought leader. Yeah, is, I, I guess yeah, that would be accurate. Uh, thought he is a thought leader yeah. now uh, in today's in today's yeah day, yeah. It's yeah. A, he'll say some shit, and I think that so sometimes people because even I remember the first video you ever showed me of Andrew Tate, some of the stuff that he said, I was like. Because I didn't know who he was. I didn't know his background. I was like, well, that's very definitive. Yeah. But oh, so, yeah. It was the one that I sent to our group, our yes. friends, right? Yeah. And I was like. About, uh, about it was it was something in the realm of like being home all the time. Uh, yeah. I, I might be able to find it. But go yeah. On. So, so I, I was like, well, this motherfucker is real definitive about a, a world where shit isn't quite definitive. But I've also been treated that way before with things that I've said yeah because like sometimes when it comes to be, being confident I talk like real confident but I think also like that that's a philosophy in my opinion like you you think things through like you 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 think things into existence Muhammad Ali has a quote where it says like I I I, I told everyone I was the greatest before I really was and and to me that's that's a very important 
philosophy on life. Like you speak things into existence. Yeah. You've now you're now holding yourself accountable. Now I gotta do push-ups. Now I gotta run. Now I gotta practice. Now I gotta do the impossible. Yeah. Which is be the greatest of all time. Cause that like that is no easy feat. So like you have to now hold yourself accountable. Exactly. Put you know you put that shit out in the universe, there ain't no going back. People want to see you lose now. And so to me, that's very important. Like, that's a very important lesson that he was trying to share when he said that. Because he said that when he was, you know, I think when he was a lot older. It's like, you know, this is my this is my perspective. And if you think about it, that's what a man is. Like, you do some impossible shit because you just refuse to be fearful. Exactly. But you can't be fear you can't be fearless. Everyone fears. You have fears. Yeah. You know, like, but it's about conquering those fears. Yeah. It's about facing those fears. It's about going through the motions, even through fear. That's what it is really about. We all fear something. We all fear failing. We all fear, you know, but it's, that's really what he's trying to get at. In that yeah. quote, Muhammad Ali. And that's some of the stuff that Andrew Tate says when he was said, I don't read books. Books. Well, what's a book going to do for me? Well, I'm going to write a book or like something like yeah. that. He's like, well, He's trying People to give don't you- know how to differentiate the message from the persona. Yeah. So I found I found the 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 clip. Let's see. It's only four minutes. We could play it. So this is uh we I remember us when I us and our friends got into a pretty interesting back and forth about this. Um, so I'm gonna play the clip. It's about four minutes long. It's really good stuff. And then we'll kind of comment on it. Growing up, I'm settling down on the same thing. Settling down is what happens when a man loses his lust for life. Settling down is when a man thinks he's found the best he could possibly ever have. And it's worth sacrificing all of the adventure in his existence to retain. That's what settling down is. That's nothing to do with maturity. Nothing to do with growing up. I'm very grown. I just don't want to sit with you and watch fucking Netflix when I can drive supercars through mountains with my brother. I'd rather go down the mountain pass in my 765LT with my brother than sit next to you watching bullshit. That does not make me any less mature than a pussy ass dude who would do that thing. So she said there going, well, my friend's husband, when he got married, he stopped blah, blah, blah. And this is the problem with the world today. Low value men, I tried to explain this to her, and by the end of it, she kind of understood and it broke her heart. Because by the time she understood it, she realized, shit, my Disney fairy tale idea of finding the perfect man at the right time and him settling down isn't real. Because perfect men never settle down. Because perfect men don't have to settle down. If you're a low-value man, you have to give everything about yourself to try and inspire loyalty from a female. So no man wants to sit home and watch Netflix. No man wants to not roll with his boys. No man wants to be monogamous. No man wants to do these things. But the only way he can try and hope his female is loyal to him is if he's with her every day and he doesn't cheat and he pretends to enjoy the trips to Ikea on the weekend on his only day off. Hmm, yeah, I think those curtains, yeah, maybe. Well, they're yellow and the couch is yellow. No man wants that. But if you're a low-value man, the only way you can possibly hope that the chick you're with doesn't end up getting fucked by me 
is to sit there and do all that shit. That's what you have to do. Because you want your female to be loyal. Every man out there knows they want their female to be loyal. It's a biological, evolutionary, hardwired trait of masculinity that you want your female to be loyal to only you. Look at the Islamic world or look at the third world. Females get in big trouble for not being loyal. Every man wants a loyal female, right? So low value men have to give up basically their entire existence to inspire loyalty from a female. And what I was trying to explain to this bitch is this, I don't have to do that. You've been loyal to me for three years. I see you once a month. You cry over me every night. I ain't taking you fucking anywhere. I, I ain't missed a single day of having fun. I haven't grown up for 10 seconds to keep your ass. Do you know why? Because I'm a big G. Because there's no other kickboxing world champion, athlete, retired, multi-millionaire with diamond watches and fucking supercars running around that's gonna fuck you with me. If you want to fucking with me, it is a downgrade. You know it and I know it. So you have a choice. You either get once a month with the Ferrari or every day with the Nissan. And you made your choice. You chose the Ferrari. That's what you decided to do. That's why you'll never cheat on me. That's why you'll be loyal to me. Because you're not going to let some loser come fuck you. Every other man's a loser. True or false? Well, she's like, well, yeah, compared to you, they are, but... No, but. You've been fucked by the boss. You want to be fucked by them? I don't even have to try and make you be loyal. You have enough of a brain to look at me and realize anyone after me is nothing but a downgrade. There's nowhere for you to go, bitch. So with that in mind, why the fuck am I going to give up my life when I can get your loyalty anyway? The only kind of girl who I can't get instant loyalty from is a complete hoe. And guess what? A complete hoe, even if I gave up everything for her, would eventually continue down the path of being a complete hoe. Because hoes are hoes. But good women, when they meet a man like me, they're loyal anyway because there's nowhere else to go. So I have no reason to settle down, grow up. I enjoy my life. I enjoy freedom. And when every other man out here has a wife going, oh, well, maybe you should be home because it's the kid's birthday. Maybe we know Jerry and, Jerry and Jane are coming over and I've cooked meatloaf. That's... That was that was your introduction to Andrew Tate. Yeah, I remember sending that to the group chat, and what a toxic man! <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like uh, w us and our friends, we had a, a bit of a of a back and forth, and I remember I was in total agreement with Andrew Tate. Yeah, one of our other friends, he was in total disagreement. Yeah, and, and it were, what was so funny is our other friend, the the one that disagreed, he was like, "Oh, I think men that agree with this don't know how to find happiness." No, I, I think men that disagree with this have settled. Yeah, and that's the whole yeah. point of this is that and actually, it, yeah, you, I had I remember asking, I was like, "Well, what the fuck does settling down have to do with anything?" Because I liking I likened marriage and settling down, and, and no, that's not it's yeah, it's two totally different things. Yeah, and when I thought about that, I was like, oh yeah, you're right actually. Because I, I remember pointing out yeah. to you, I was like, because you you brought up well, I was married. Yeah, and I was able to I do lived, whatever the fuck like, I, I did. I, yeah. I lived like I, I was able to take trip with my friends. If my friends needed to borrow money, I didn't have to ask nobody. All yeah. of that stuff. 
And I told you, I was like, yeah, but you're equating being married with settling down. Which is and, not the and, same. And yeah. you never lost your lust for life. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus a lot of men do. They yeah, let they, themselves go. They yeah. stop pursuing their goals. That's two totally different things. And so, and what I, and what he said is 100% true. You like you sit there and because you don't want your life to come off as 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 a total shit show, you'll sit there and tell people, make it seem as though this is what you want to do. But no man wants to do this. Yeah. In fact, when you see a friend that is on that, you know that they don't want to do that because if they've always wanted that, you probably wouldn't have became their friend to begin with. Because your friendship is not based on doing that. Your friendship... What are, what are guys' friendships based off? At least our friends. Adventure. Like, we've always been very adventurous, mischievous, do, traveling, doing all type of stuff. Yeah. All of that is pretty much the antithesis of the life that these motherfuckers are living now. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, men like that. Not, not anybody specifically, but, like, men like that. That's the antithesis to that shit. So no, motherfucker. Like you could convince yourself all you want that that's what you want, but that is not true. That's not what makes you happy. What you want and what makes you happy is the shit that what all men want and what makes them happy. You just don't value yourself enough to leverage what you want because you think it inspires inspires yeah. loyalty. Yeah. But that's the problem to begin with. If you have to sell your dreams to inspire loyalty first off the person that you're selling your dreams for to inspire in, inspire their loyalty it's probably not that great of a person to begin with yeah. because a great person would not want you to do that a great yeah. person would be like what like in fact a, a great person a, a woman would probably be a little bit turned off by the idea of you doing that yeah you know what i'm saying and so it's wild is that's the shit that like we've been on this motherfucker comes through he echoes that and we rock with it but there are so many people that like will look at that including people we know and either not rock with it or be completely repulsed by that yeah yeah and it, it, I think it's partly because they don't actually take the time to break it down because you could disagree with certain things but you're not taking the time you're looking at the at the at the punchline and I think that at this point with Andrew Tate and his rise the best thing that possible that could happen to him is to be criticized and hated that's the best thing possible yeah because now you've fallen into the trap it's the Mayweather trap listen I'm, I'm, I'm doing some great shit I know I'm not gonna lose but I'm gonna make you hate me enough so you pay attention you, as they say bad publicity is good publicity and yeah. right now that's the point where Andrew Tate is in now a few years ago you and I we did an episode I even remember the title of the episode it was called Milo Yiannopoulos an onslaught and it was pretty much an episode where we more or less talked about the rise of my Milo Yiannopoulos and then how we started to see an onslaught and I remember talking about that and essentially what we expressed was my Louis is so dangerous to the, the political realm because of how he thinks, who he is, everything like that, 
that they had an agenda to essentially get rid of him because yeah. you don't want a guy like that. Like you didn't want his ideas kind of catching fire and 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 people rocking with it. That's why they wanted to get rid of him before his book came out. Yeah, yeah. and all of that stuff. I feel like they're going to try the same thing with this guy, not because of politics, but I feel like they, culturally speaking, the powers that be don't want men gravitating towards this type of stuff. Like, I feel like it's unstoppable, you, get, you get into a very dangerous, the powers that be, mind you, they get into a very dangerous place when you have a lot of men thinking purpose instead of women being as he as Andrew Tate calls it a top G like being like all of these things in fact because let's point something out let's point something out I think there's a lot of women that would, would trad thoughts there's a lot of trad thoughts that would support a thing that Andrew Tate is saying yeah. And, and the reason why they would support it is because those trad thoughts like the idea of oh, this strong, masculine, rich guy. I want a guy like that. But then once I get a guy like that, it's like I want I want those provisions. I want the provisions that a guy like that can can provide. Yeah. Yeah. Those trad thoughts rarely think about like the idea of like, well, what does a guy like that contribute to the greater world? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. think like like a, a chick. A chick that's enamored with like an Elon Musk, is she enamored with Elon Musk because of what he's doing with for the world or the potential, or is she enamored with Elon Musk because the potential of what he could do for her? I'm not saying all women are like that, yeah. but I would say generally speaking, they'll be enamored with what he could do for her. Yeah. Like, let's go, let's let's take let's take the wonderful, illustrious Amber Heard for example. She mm. dealt with Elon Musk. Look at the type of woman she is. You think Amber Heard thought, oh, Elon Musk is so great. He wants to colonize Mars. He wants to take us into space. He wants to save the world. Or or was she thinking, damn, this motherfucker got bread. Let me see what I could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially now you knowing what type of bitch she is. Yeah. That's generally speaking. So a trad thought, like, would look at Andrew Tate and be like, oh, yeah, I could rock with it. I could see, I, I you know, I, I could agree with it, this and that, because, you know, they feel, oh, masculinity is lacking or whatever. But all of that is because they want, they want their piece of the pie, yeah, essentially, versus the idea of, well, men being on this, regardless if you could bag a man like that, it's just a good idea for men to operate like this. For the sake of your own self as a man. Exactly. And so that's where it's dangerous. Exactly. To the status quo. That that like that little last part is 100%. dangerous. Because because see the 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 trad thoughts, they ride with it up into the line. Well, this dude is doing it for himself though. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, babe, you're awesome. Oh yeah, get that money. Oh yeah, conquer the world. Oh yeah, be a philosopher. Oh yeah, be a thought leader. But like, I'm. I don't want to get married, and like, you know, I, I want to keep traveling the world with my boys and build an empire. And like, you know, I'll see you from time to time. But like, that's it. No. Oh, you're a misogynist, toxic. Like it all no. reverts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. Because like, you don't. You can't. Like, you, you can't conquer that. So, mm -hmm. and that's what I feel. 
why I feel there's going to be an onslaught. Now, what's funny is there actually was a little bit of one. Did you hear about like the human air quotations, the human trafficking yeah. charge that he got? Yeah. Do you know the backstory about that? Uh, to an extent, yeah. Well, well, what, what, what do you know about was it? Because uh, didn't he own OnlyFans? Well, it, it was like a, a cam girl service. Yeah, cam girl service. And so they said that, that like he tried to keep him locked away, allegedly, but um, nothing really came. And nothing really came of that, and the charges were dropped. Right. Now, yes. pretty much you got the gist of it. But very important as to why the charges got dropped and why they got dropped so quickly. He told the story on, I think it was a podcast called CEO Cast. He went into all the details. So when ends up, this is wild. This, this is going to blow your mind. So there's a chick from the United States that was rocking with him and his brother. They lived, they were living, she was living in the house or, or visiting or whatever, doing the cam girl thing. Lord knows what else with him and his brother in the house. Huh. Turns out she had a boyfriend here in the States. She had a boyfriend. Beta Billy wants to get his girlfriend on the phone because, you know, she's over there with some millionaire guys doing Lord knows what. Yeah. So her not wanting to face and own up to what she's on, she pretty much says, like, like I'm stuck here. She tells the guy, her boyfriend, I'm stuck here and and like and, and the reception is bad and like so pretty much leaves the guy with the impression that like they're keeping her against her will. They weren't, but because she doesn't want to own up to the fact that she has a boyfriend and is doing Lord knows what with Andrew Tate and his brother at, at their house, she leaves the guy with that impression. Well, Beta Billy calls the authorities and says, These guys have my girlfriend. She's stuck there. It's yeah. against her will. Yeah. And so they go. And then it turns out that the bitch is like, oh, no, like I like I just said that, this and that, or whatever the case. And, and the charge. I was in a fucking guinea. <laughs> What's that? A Lamborghini. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, all right, let's drop these charges. So, yeah. but how wild is that, though? That it's, it's super wild, and it's it, it, why it's important to look at what this full story is and why, and then you you get the the reality of it, and so like yeah like yeah because they haven't it was alleged it was dropped now we see why it was dropped quick yeah yeah so <laughs> you can't so 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 like they'll try to do that type of stuff to him but I mean unless he has like some crazy ass skeletons in this closet there's nothing stopping now him. what would be harder for them to do an onslaught on him different than Milo is that he's sort of like his own entity he doesn't even promote his own shit right like, like all these videos are other accounts that ain't got shit to do with him so it's like he became viral he became kind of like a viral in the sense of like how a virus <laughs> he has he has his Baker Street Irregulars like Trump does. Yeah. Like, the people that push it for him. Like, that's yeah. why, like, Trump never really needs to go back on Twitter because there's so many people that take what he says on Truth Social and repost it on Twitter anyway yeah. Yeah. that it's just like, it's like if he was on there anyway. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like, 
And that, that's where I was uh, I was kind of alluding to when when we were talking about, well, like, they'll try and stop him. They won't, though. Like, they could stop the man, but they can't stop the ideology, and they can't stop uh, the natural course of things because as things progress in life and society and hard times come, these type of men come out of the woodwork or they're developed just like soft men were developed it's like that that one meme yeah. like good times create weak men weak men weak men create uh hard times hard, hard times. times create strong men yes so so like strong like the strong man is like that's that's just that's just a necessity for the survival aspect of things and so there's a reason again again we go back to like uh that one video that you showed me about the girl criticizing him and she's like oh wow like he's a pickup car pickup artist which is totally not cool well and it's not true he doesn't like he, he doesn't yeah. even really promote like pickup artistry not really but but even then even if he did like well if the women create the the culture in the sexual marketplace where it's okay to get picked up and they want the six foot guy with the six inch dick with the with the money and the this and that they have this avatar and a guy's like this is what you need to do to get to these panties well you've created the market now the men are creating the strategy and that's sickening to you it's not sickening that this is the game that was created by the woman in the sexual marketplace like where where is this it's interesting you say that have you heard uh, uh drill music in zion yet the lupe fiasco's new album no i haven't it's decent like i think the beat selection could be better it's decent but there's a reason i bring it up so there's a one track that's great and you should give it a listen if if, if nothing else on the album it's called kiosk yeah and in in that particular track he's talking about the I don't know if you're aware, but like in rap right now, there's a big, I guess, so like a subculture of like a, muff- a lot of motherfuckers that are getting caught up wearing fake jewelry or whatever. Oh yeah, that's always been a thing in rap. And and, uh, and so I guess now it's bigger because like people are exposing it on social media, all this and that, whatever. Not something that I, I particularly care about. But what's interesting is in that song, as Lupe does very well, he goes into like the psyche of why that even has become a thing. Because think about it, like the idea that there's a whole market of fake jewelry out there, it only exists because motherfuckers are so wrapped up in the idea of jewelry that a fake jewelry market could propel itself to become relevant. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> People are that like concerned with jewelry. Wow. So in that in in that particular track, he asks, he's rapping, Lupe is rapping from the perspective of a salesman in the mall. Yeah. And he's like... He's like, um, you know, over here, over here is is where you'll get the good stuff. Like over there, you won't get it. And, and there, and uh, he's like, even though we're just a stall in the mall, and he's like, or he's like, uh, he's like, if uh, you're doing it for the applause, or your intention is the draws. So like, essentially saying that like, there's a lot of different reasons why rappers get jewelry or fake jewelry. Yeah. And one of those reasons is the draws, like to to, to get yeah. them panties. Yeah. But now what's wild is going tying all of that to what you were just saying is 
for any woman that might hear that, like like a feminist or something, that might hear that and be like, oh, that's disgusting. You have to remember that at some point, some woman was so into some rapper's jewelry or some guy's jewelry that it was enough for her to drop the draws. And in fact, it's happened so much and so frequently that it's already become a subculture. Like if you want bitches to drop them panties, you get this jewelry. So who are you mad at? The guy that is is following suit or the ones that created yeah. the market for that? Exactly. Exactly. And and that, that's like you start looking at the big scope of how shit works, you know? And, and it's it's hilarious because like to criticize would mean to accept that this is what it is. And so You've only like scratched the surface, so exactly. when we get deep, it's like, oh, you are to blame, not me. You wanted the guy, cause he's supposed to make X amount, cause he's supposed to be this tall, cause he's supposed to be this charismatic, cause he's supposed. You you outlined the strategies exactly, we need. and so because you simplified what's important so much to a degree that somebody can bag you just by meeting this criteria and nothing deeper other than the surface level when it turns out that you're not the only one that has that criteria and they can not only bag you, but bag her, bag her, bag her. Who is at fault? The guy that's bagging or the ones that created this surface level ass criteria and people caught on to it. You know what I'm saying? And so... That's another thing too. Is like again, it goes back to the what, what we said about like Andrew Tate feeling like, oh, I should get seventy five percent or whatever to my girl's body because it's my body. Well, yeah, kind of because you're you, you're on the top of the of the pyramid in, in in this regard, right? The 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 hierarchy is like, well, you're successful, you're everything, you check the mark on everything, right? So you get to be picky and you get to say these things, and if she doesn't like it, well, then there's another one. And then there's another one. And then there's another one. And then at that point, you get DJ Khaled. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And another one. <laughs> another one. You're going to have to hire him. Just for, to be there. Just to be rip, there. Yeah. Be like, oh, I don't like the idea. And another one. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you actually brought up a good point. I, I, in pre-production, I think you might have, because we've been talking about so much shit. He did, I remember doing the episode for, for um, um, not Andrew Tate. Uh, my man's who just passed uh, Kevin Samuels Kevin Samuels and we're like what will happen to the Manosphere because he was kind of the face of it and it's like here comes Andrew Tate because like Andrew Tate was a thing way before this but now it's like now he's starting to break that through the matrix created by by yeah. the passing of the great Kevin Samuels and what's interesting though is that Andrew Tate He's more philosophical than than Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Kevin Samuels, I feel like by and large, we stuck to the sexual marketplace, the dynamic between men and women, the manosphere, and his ultimate goal for men was to get married. It was just more of a, how do you find the right mate, and telling women, hey, if you want to find the type of guy that you say you're looking for, you gotta meet these marks. Yeah. What's great about Andrew Tate is that I don't find him that he's necessarily against marriage, but like he doesn't really promote that idea. He's really uh, very much for fuck all that, escape the matrix, 
be your own person, all of that. And that's why if the late great Kevin Samuels got the vitriol that he got, I cannot only imagine what's coming for Andrew Tate. Yeah. Because I feel like this is still the beginning. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's what Pusha T would call the summertime night king. Yeah, because because I it's definitely like the way more in your face, Kevin Samuels. It's like the rogue, like this is like Kevin Samuels was one of the bad guys, in, 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 like to 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 the people who hate them, in 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 Marvel. But but like Andrew Tate is like Thanos. Yeah, it's like oh shit, this motherfucker's for real. Yeah, and so if you really don't like, if you didn't like Kevin Samuels, God, you're going to hate Andrew Tate. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that sentiment. I was very surprised the hate that Kevin Samuels got. It's so awful. Yeah, it w- it was it was bad. Like it was yeah, think about it. Was it. Evil. It was Trump's evil. Trump's ex-wife just passed. She didn't get that much hate like Kevin Samuels did if you think about it. Well, there was no reason to hate her just for the simple fact that, that you're associated was, to yeah, Trump. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But but yeah, Kevin Samuels, what the level of vitriol he got, it it was pretty evil. Like yeah. I, there was really no way to sum it up. Like to be honest, even if you disagree with what the person is saying, to wish that type of ill will, you really have to have something going on with you where part of you sees the validity in what he's saying. If it affects you that poorly, yeah, yeah, and so that was pretty sad. So, um. Yeah, it, it it almost it's almost like when this reminds me a lot of the dynamic of the Republican before Trump. It's like Bush and then Donald Trump because people handled themselves between the Bush era in going into the Trump era with Republicans a certain way. You created a monster. Yeah. That's what Andrew Tate is to the manosphere is what Trump was to politics. Yeah. And it's kind of a wild notion because it's like, well, listen, you're going to hate me. You're going to wish everything horrible after I'm gone anyway. So I'm going to be gaudy and yeah. in your face because I, I just play the role. I motherfuckers are on. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you see that, you're like, oh, fuck it. Let them come. <laughs> I vienen like in the game yeah. in the game song I vienen let them come yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminds reminds me of but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in please share the episode with them or on our podcast platforms give us a five star review on Apple or Spotify helps us out a lot you want to help us stay independent go to our website you can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch we'll see you guys next week we're out peace peace